Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thanks for joining in. We're going to get into a convo today about calorie counting. So I got a question the other day from someone saying, do you think it's a bad idea that I get a lot of peace of mind from calorie counting? Is it something that I should try to stop doing? So if that's something that you've been questioning or you're kind of struggling with calorie counting, like, is it taking of your life? Is it helpful? What should I do? You know, some sources say that it's totally fine. Some say that it's like the devil and it ruins your food relationship. So let's talk about it in this episode. It's definitely a question I actually get often from one-to-one clients as well and students of the 30-day reboot. And it's definitely something we work on in the 30-day reboot as well. So always know that that's there as an extra resource for you aside from this episode. But let's get into it. So, you know, it seems strange, like how can, if you find something so calming and helpful, yet, you know, like the non-diet and intuitive eating movements remind you of how bad it is. Convo today about calorie counting. So I got a question the other day from someone saying, do you think it's a bad idea that I get a lot of peace of mind from calorie counting? Is it something that I should try to stop doing? So if that's something that you've been questioning or you're kind of struggling with how to decide whether or not it's your life, is it helpful, what should I do? You know, some sources say that it's totally fine. Some say that it's like the devil and it ruins your food relationship. So let's talk about it in this episode. How many calories are in the food that you're eating and tracking that down, uh, whether it's in an app like MyFitnessPal or taking a note in your phone, just on the notes app, or even just taking mental notes, not even necessarily having to write it down. Also, it's, you know, tracking how many calories you burn or use during exercise and movement as well. So it's just like this hyper-awareness of how many calories are coming in and out of your body. And, you know, on the surface, I think it, kind of seems like it could be pretty harmless, especially in the short term. You know, it's just a tool. You're just finding out, okay, what is this metric? I'm putting these calories in and out of my body, especially if you're trying to do something like weight loss. It sounds like it could be a helpful tool. But obviously, I think you are probably aware that there are cons to it. Hence, movements like uh, intuitive eating and non-diet movements talking about how it's harmful. And it's probably why you're listening to this episode as well, because you kind of sense there are some disadvantages or problems with calorie counting. Let's first start with the benefits of calorie counting. I think some people would say outright that it is 100% bad, like there is zero benefits of calorie counting. And that might be the case, maybe, but this is just my, my view. So I can see that there could be a few benefits. Number one could be that if you are seeking weight loss results, fat loss results, self-monitoring has been linked to greater fat loss results in studies. In an an evaluation of self-monitoring of an 18-week standard behavioral weight loss program, those who consistently kept food records had a mean, an average loss of about 15 kilos, while those who did not self-monitor 
gained an average of four kilos. So obviously that's one study, but um, you can see how this kind of tool can be helpful if your aim is to lose weight. It's helpful if you then know how much food you're putting in, how much you're putting out so that you can adjust accordingly. So that's one thing, right? And then I think number two is just, yeah, having a bit more clarity. Humans are notoriously bad at actually knowing how many calories are in their food. And I think this especially pertains to our society now versus let's say like 50 years ago with there's so much more processed food, so much more food that is very calorie dense. Foods that it's like, you know, it's a handful of whatever biscuits, yet it's like hundreds of calories. And by sight alone, by just guessing, you might not know that. So sometimes having that clarity of knowing like, actually this thing is really calorific or this thing is not very calorific, it can be helpful. Research shows that we actually often underestimate our food intake by up to 30 to 50%. Like that's a lot. So I think it can be helpful to have that knowledge about the food that you're putting into your body. Another benefit in my eyes is, um, you know, calorie counting, as we said, can help you get weight change results, but that also includes weight gain. I've had people message me on Instagram saying, is it, is it bad if I'm counting calories to actually make sure I gain weight? Like I'm, I'm trying to gain weight now, or I'm trying to, let's say like a parallel is I'm trying to gain muscle. So I'm tracking my protein intake. Like, is that bad? Sometimes those who need to gain weight, they might actually find it helpful to track calories in that temporary phase, just to ensure they actually are eating enough food. Especially because if you're trying to gain weight, it's basically meaning like you're going to be having to eat your maintenance amount of calories and then add more. And it's, you know, natural for us to eat our maintenance amount of calories because that's gonna that's what's gonna make us feel most satiated, like at the right number on the hunger scale scale where we're not feeling stuffed. So it kind of feels unintuitive to go beyond that all the time in order to gain weight. Therefore, having a tool like calorie counting could, for some, actually be helpful in my eyes. And then sort of going back to that clarity, the knowledge point, I think um, some might view calorie counting like using training wheels on a bike. It can be helpful in the short term to help you, you know, get a rough idea of the number of calories in different foods, especially if you're looking for weight change results. And then once you kind of get the idea, the wheels can come off and you can start acting without the need of this tool. An example of when knowing the number of calories in foods or the amount you've used in exercise can be helpful is, you know, you might be eating this veggie heavy lunch that you feel, you know, it looks like a lot of food because veggies are low calorie, they're high volume foods, um, but you're confused. Like, why am I feeling hungry a few hours later? Or why am I getting moody or... Like, why am I feeling lethargic a few hours later? I just ate this huge bowl of veg veggies. So in my eyes, it's also can be helpful to actually be aware, like have that education of food, roughly the amount of calories and things, or not necessarily having to know the exact number, but just being aware, like this thing is very low calorie density. This thing is very high calorie density, just to understand things a little bit more. And I totally see how some people would see that that's, not a necessity, uh, especially when you're just maintaining weight. But I think it can be a helpful thing. Like I actually had a real life example of this with my boyfriend a few weeks ago, maybe like a month or two ago. He had actually just had his wisdom teeth out. So he had two out and he was recovering and you know, you have to be on this sort of liquid soft food diet for a few days. And he, as someone who has 
never thought of calories, never, he's a very intuitive eater. He didn't have that education on food. So the first few days he was literally like having soup for his lunch and dinner and then like a smoothie for breakfast. And he was like exhausted. He was like falling asleep at 4 p.m. He couldn't focus on work. And I was like, um, Luca, duh, like no wonder you are so tired. You're literally having like 200 calories for lunch. Like you're having this bowl of soup that you think is like sufficient enough, but it's hardly any amount of calories. Like no wonder you're exhausted. And so for me, that was like a moment where I was like, oh, it's actually sometimes helpful to be educated on the food that you're putting into your body. Okay, so those are what I can think of some of the benefits of calorie counting. And there are a few more that we'll talk about later, but I think they're sort of more maladaptive reasons for wanting to calorie count. These are the ones that I can see that are pretty like in a neutral sense, quite helpful. Then we've got a list of problems and disadvantages, issues with calorie counting. So let's talk about those. Number one, time consuming. It takes obviously time, even if it's such a short amount of time to guess or research the amount of calories that you're eating or expending and then inputting that into some app or even thinking of it in your mind. Like even if you've been doing this for years and you just know like all the calories and things, like I had definitely gotten to that stage at one point and you could just jot it down really quickly or just make notes. And even if the note in your, in your head was like, okay, we're above or we're below and it's still time. It's still time. And over your whole life, it's just gonna be like, why? Like, why are, why are we spending time doing this thing when so many other people aren't doing this thing and they're totally fine? So that's one reason. I think another is it's annoying or it could be annoying. Um, again, like this is a little bit subjective. So some people might find calorie counting totally fine and it really doesn't bother them. Like they're fine putting in those extra 30 seconds after a meal to do that and they don't find it stressful. But a lot of people can find it stressful to just be thinking about calories all the time or after or before every meal or at the start or end of the day. For example, you know, when you're at a friend's house and they've just cooked you a whole dinner, you might find it annoying or stressful that right now you're doing that mental note of, okay, what are the ingredients in this dish? How many calories do I think it is? How, how many cups of potatoes are in this dish? Like whatever it is. It might be annoying or stressful to you that that's what's on your mind instead of enjoying the moment, enjoying the food with friends. Calorie counting can also lead to further issues down the line, especially, so this is especially when you're doing this as a long-term sort of permanent thing in your life, a permanent tool. You might find yourself starting to, you know, do things like creating calorie debts where if one day you overate by a thousand calories and then you sort of distribute over the next five days, 200 calories into the future where like, okay, that day now, in the next five days, each day I'm gonna eat 200 calories less than I did, than I would do. And you know, to some people that might feel again, totally fine. Like it's just, okay, eight a thousand calories over. If I wanna maintain my weight, I'm just gonna eat a little bit less each of the next five days. But I know these things can sometimes then get out of hand. Like if you then had a binge of 3000 calories, then now you're distributing it over the next few days, but then you binge, two days later and now you're distributing like weeks into the future or just creating just a, a lot of stress around thinking of calories. So that's one issue that it can lead to further down the line. Another is it has been shown that there are associations between using calorie macro tracking apps 
and three types of disordered eating, at least. One being binge eating, which I'm not too surprised about because obviously I've worked with hundreds of people who struggle with binge eating and myself in the past too. And almost everyone has been tracking and calorie counting for a while. Another type of disordered eating that is sort of linked to calorie counting in the long term is cognitive dietary restraint, which is where you're constantly feeling like you're making this effort to limit what you eat. And oh my god, when I learned about that term, just that concept, I was like, that was exactly me for literally years. Every single day for years that was what was on my mind. Like every single day had to be a day where I limited food, where I was thinking about how can I limit food? And it just like really showed me like no wonder I was binging so often too. Just not even the fact that I was struggling emotionally and binge eating emotionally, not even the fact that I was under eating because of trying to undo this binge, um, dam the damage from binge eating. But even just alone, like the fact that every day in my mind was this mental restriction of like, we need to limit what we eat, that alone would just drive anyone crazy over years and years, right? So yeah, calorie counting, tracking apps are sort of related to, um, associated with different types of disordered eating, including binge eating, cognitive dietary restraint, and the moralizing of food where you're like, you know, thinking that different types of food are bad, they're good, one is clean, one is like sinful, one should make you feel guilty and mad at yourself and regretful for eating, others might make you feel um, righteous and superior to others. So yeah, it can definitely lead to or be associated with issues down the line. That's definitely not to say that everyone who calorie counts, uh, even if it's for two weeks, of their life is gonna get these disordered eating patterns or eating disorders. Just to show you though that there are links, especially when it's a long-term situation. Another problem with calorie counting is that oftentimes it doesn't acknowledge that every day is different. I'm sure you know if you calorie count, we, we usually give, us our, give ourselves this daily calorie limit. I know mine was something freaking insane <laughs> for years. Again, surprise, like, it's really not a surprise that I was binge eating like crazy, but I would try to be on like 1200 to 1500 calories every day, every single day. Um, and sometimes even less, sadly, but um, yeah, just, you know, we, we give ourselves this daily limit and we're not really acknowledging that, you know, our body has different needs each day or throughout the month, like even... One concrete example is during a woman's luteal phase in her menstrual cycle, your body requires 200 calories on average extra daily. And that's that's not nothing, like 200 calories. So um, yeah, just like calorie counting, usually we're, we're pretty rigid and strict. It's just like this number, if we go over it, we're a failure. If we go under it, that's great. Like now we're getting ahead of our weight loss goals. And if we hit it exactly, like perfect, great. It doesn't account for, yeah, just these different changes. And even, you know, maybe you're sick for a week and your body needs more energy to recover or you've been really um, sedentary for another week and you just don't really need as much food or your body naturally wouldn't be intaking as much food because you're not moving as much. 
So yeah, I think it, it's just really rigid in that sense, or it can be. Obviously, you could be someone totally different who changes that limit every single day and just sort of guesses or can feel how many calories you might be needing that day. But it's kind of hard to guess. It's more like your body knows. And I think also calorie counting can just, you can get a little bit too bogged down on, yeah, these daily successes or failures if you go under or over that limit. But really, let's say if your focus or your goal is weight loss, then it's also just harmful and um, it's just difficult as well to be so bogged down on those daily successes and failures. It's very micro. And in SFL, for those who are interested in fat loss in like a sustainable way, I definitely recommend just looking at things in a much bigger picture. Like what is our intake, our food intake over a week or a month or or same goes for your weight on SFL. Obviously, it's it's about choosing what works for you. So if you don't even want to weigh yourself, that's fine. But again, not doing this like daily weigh-ins. You can, if you want to weigh yourself and follow your progress in that way, that's fine. But definitely try not to get so bogged down on this like daily micro view because our bodies just fluctuate in, you know, their water retention each day or their calor- caloric needs every day as well. And finally, I think another big problem with calorie counting is you sort of, again, when it's done in the long term, you kind of forget how to intuitively eat. Calorie counting becomes the new norm for you. And yeah, I just often really see this with clients and students on the 30-day reboot where calorie counting is their new safety blanket. And without it, they just feel like they've lost self-trust. They don't have confidence in themselves to make food decisions and to know how much food to eat, to know, you know, am I eating enough to maintain my weight? Like, am I going overboard? They just have lost complete sense of any of that. They're not listening to their hunger or fullness cues. They're just listening. They're just focusing on this number. And again, remember that number is usually pretty rigid and it's not, it's not accounting for different needs throughout the month or throughout the different days. I'm gonna pause right there for a minute to share something with you. So if you've been listening so far and feel like you're ready to start your recovery journey with me, I've got the perfect springboard. That is my free masterclass, Why You're Still Binge Eating and How to Stop. It's a 35 minute free video masterclass where I'll walk through all of the reasons you might still be binging. Then I'll give you three actionable steps to stop binge eating. So if you're looking for actual results in your life, want to never binge again, trust me, I know the feeling, I was stuck for 10 years doing that, then head to the show notes to get instant access today. I'll also gift you something for joining me at the masterclass, but I'll leave that surprise for you to find out for yourself. Life is just so damn short and it's not worth feeling so miserable, unhappy, unhealthy with binging taking over. So watch the masterclass today to start your new life. Okay, let's get back into the show. Now, as I said, those benefits of calorie counting were kind of like, I tried to come at them from a pretty neutral stance, but I did mention that there are more benefits, but I think from a bit of a more maladaptive or like disordered view from the list above, you know, when done in the long term, it's pretty clear that calorie counting isn't too ideal. I think to me, the the problems outweigh the benefits, especially as I said, in the long term. I think for some in the short term, it could be a handy tool to achieve weight loss or gain. However, in the long term, 
I think most people find it difficult to do while maintaining a healthy and relaxed food relationship. So why then do you gain so much peace from calorie counting? And it's very likely that calorie counting offers you a sense of control over food and your weight. You know, if I just stick to these numbers, everything's going to work out. You might even find it with calorie counting easier to eat so-called, you know, bad foods, unhealthy foods, or go to restaurants because you can always just track the calories and then you're like, okay, yes, we ate a bigger meal at the restaurant, but it's okay because now I've tracked this and I know how many more calories I can have left in the day without, you know, overeating or ruining my weight loss results. Ultimately, that sense of control offers you feelings of safety, right? And without calorie counting, it can feel like, oh my god, this just is this is chaotic. It's like the Wild West. It's out of control. How do I know how many calories I'm eating? How do I know if I'm going to gain weight or lose weight? Like, what's going to happen? You might just feel like you've forgotten how to just eat without calorie counting. And it might even seem baffling to you that other people, so many other people just eat freestyle, like, without much thought and they don't gain weight or they don't lose weight. It just stays stable. So that really begs the question, should I stop calorie counting? Here's my question for you. When you close your eyes, do it right now if you can, and to start imagining your dream life, that best version of you, the one who's in her authentic self, the one, you know, without any of that pain, shame, programming from society, peers, media, family, etc. Imagine that version of you. How do they eat? Like, how does that person navigate food and body? And you'll have that image, I'm sure, in your head pretty clearly. You know, are they hunched over their phone after every meal, noting down exactly how many calories were consumed? Are they measuring and weighing food to get the predictions accurate? Are they focused on how many calories were burned during every session of exercise? You probably have it pretty clear in your mind. And, you know, maybe I'm making an early assumption. Maybe that best version of you actually wants to lose weight a little bit in a sustainable way, which is totally fine. And maybe they do use calorie counting because maybe maybe you used it in the past and actually found it pretty helpful in the short term. So maybe they use it as a guide during that temporary process. But once they've lost the weight, how do you envision eating for the rest of your life? Once, if you want to lose weight and you lose it, the rest of your life is pretty much going to be in a maintenance stage. Like what, what will that look like? How do you want to eat? Right there, you probably have your answer to should I stop calorie counting? And remember, you know, you might be like, oh my god, but, you know, that's that's obviously the dream, but am I really going to be able to stop calorie counting? Like, that's, yeah, that's all a dream, but it's really possible in real life. And I'm here to tell you that it 1000% is. Look, calorie counting, what is it at the end of the day? It's a behavior you've taken on to give yourself a sense of control and safety around food, um, especially again, if this is like a long-term thing and you can totally unlearn that behavior. It's a habit at the stage, gives you a feeling that you want to feel, but we can re release that habit and continue to give yourself a sense of safety over time. But here's another thing I want to say on this topic of like, should I stop doing this? Is this bad? At the end of the day, food and body freedom, which is what I really talk about most, is about freedom. You get to eat and move however the hell you want. You get to do whatever you want. You get to use whatever tools work for you if you even want to use any tools. 
The key is what works for you. Maybe calorie counting is helpful for you temporarily, maybe not at all. It's about discovering what makes you feel most at peace and confident in yourself, most free. Like what is that person who you envision, that dream self, that best self that is totally possible to achieve, what are they doing with their life, with food and body? So yeah, I don't want to be telling you like, you should stop calorie counting, this is bad. Because I don't genuinely believe that calorie counting is 1000% bad all the time. As I talked about earlier, I think there can be like cases here and there where it can be a helpful tool, especially in my mind, short term for some people. But I don't want to be telling you that you should be doing this because to me, that's not freedom. You get to decide what is going to work for you. And I think some final thoughts to ponder when deciding if calorie counting is right for you, if you still aren't totally sure. Remember, it's a tool, that's all it is, and it's only as good as the job it does. So if calorie counting truly works for you, you genuinely enjoy it, you find it empowering and interesting, or you know, you're meeting your goals with it easily and productively, then by all means, keep on doing it. You do you. If on the other hand, you find that it makes you feel confused, anxious, distracted, distressed, any other negative emotion, if you find it time-consuming, effortful, if you're putting a lot of attention towards it and it's creating an imbalanced life that you don't want, if you're spending more time on it than actually doing the things that help you reach your goal, then probably not for you. And now, if you have decided, you know what, tracking calories, not for me. Like, I realize now this isn't the most ideal, optimal thing that I want to be doing for the rest of my life, then let's talk about it. I highly recommend actually listening to the podcast. I'm going to link below. Um, it was an episode I did ages ago and it goes really into depth on how to stop calorie counting, seven ways to stop. So that's, I would definitely listen to that after I finish this episode in just a few seconds. Um, or definitely check out the 30 day reboot because the whole course is about let's help you feel free with food and your body while of course still caring about your health. But before you go, just some quick pointers on stopping calorie counting. One thing, definitely to remember is this is at the end of the day, it's an ingrained habit at this point. You know, it's something that you do at least probably three times a day. So just be really patient with yourself on this one. It's going to take time to release and that's totally okay. In fact, you know, as someone like yourself, you know, I also calorie counted for a long time and I really knew the calories of so many things just automatically. And even to this day, I know rough estimates like Remember I told Luca when he had his wisdom teeth out that that amount of soup was probably like 200 calories and it just wasn't enough. So I still know the numbers and that's totally fine for me. I know that during the process, it can be tricky because you're like, okay, I'm not putting things into my fitness pal anymore. I'm not writing it down, but I'm still making that mental note, even if it's like so subconscious. So just remember like, it's going to take time. It's okay that you still remember the numbers. You're probably going to remember them for a long time just like I do, but eventually it's going to get to a point where you've transferred your trust in yourself like back to yourself and you don't need to rely on this crutch of calorie counting to get by. And once you trust yourself, there isn't really that much need for doing that mental calculation all the time. So it's fine. Like if you know the numbers, it's fine. Like it's kind of, it's almost irrelevant at that point, but you will get there. Another little quick pointer is remember what calorie counting solves for you right now, right? It's doing something to help you. 
even if it's in not the most ideal way. So it's probably giving you that sense of peace and control around food and weight. And if you take away that safety blanket, if you suddenly rip it off and you stop calorie counting altogether, number one, it's probably going to be jarring. It's probably going to be a little bit, you know, it's, it's going to bring up anxiety because it's like, whoa, what do we do? Like we're out in the open, we're going freestyle. I don't even know how to do this anymore. So I always say with calorie counting, just go slow. There's no rush to get rid of it. Go one meal at a time. You know, maybe it's the first week. Okay, one meal. I'm just going to try to keep my mind off calorie counting. I'm just going to focus on how full I feel by eating this food, how satiated I feel, enjoying this moment. And maybe the rest of the 20 other meals in the week, you calorie count. That's fine. That's still a win because it's a step in the right direction. And then you can build it up over time. It can go slowly and that will help you still feel safe because you still got that safety blanket. You're kind of dipping your toes into the more intuitive eating space. There might be a lack of safety there, but it's only like in that example, one out of 21 meals, assuming you have three meals a day in the week, one out of 21 of, you know, feeling a bit anxious, that's, that's doable. Like you can handle that. And then once you start to realize, oh, actually that was totally fine. Like nothing terrible happened. I listened to my body. Then you're going to start feeling more safe with that new, let's call it a technique, intuitive eating. So then once you start eating more meals in that way, not trying to count calories, it's going to be okay because you're going to build safety on that side of the field as well. And then eventually, yeah, you're just going to start proving to yourself that, you know, with every meal you don't track, you actually feel safe now. It's getting better and better. Nothing bad happens. You might even start to realize that that control that calorie counting gave you isn't even necessary anymore. You don't need to have this tight grip over everything that you eat because actually your body really knows what to do. And then I think another thing to bear in mind is that one of the reasons that calorie counting usually makes us feel safe is because it makes us feel safe from our fear of weight gain. Usually that's what it's related to. It gives us this control over our body and that makes us feel safe. Safe because, you know, if we're controlling our body weight, if it's fits in society standards, that makes us feel safe, which is understandable. Obviously, that's a whole nother issue, but it makes sense that you'd feel safe by fitting into society. So that fear of weight gain that calorie counting helps you feel safe around is much less likely to happen when you pair releasing calorie counting with other intuitive eating techniques like mindful eating, alleviating emotional, emotional eating, gentle nutrition, intuitive movement. Once you start getting all of the, these things together, using them all in combination, it just makes it very hard for you to be gaining a lot of weight quickly. Unless your body really, really needed to, like you were restricting hardcore and then now eating at actual maintenance instead of always eating in a deficit has maybe gained a bunch of weight, like that's fine. But if you're already at a weight where your body feels pretty safe, then it's pretty hard to gain weight very fast when you're, you're not emotionally eating, you're eating nutritious food most of the time, you are moving your body fairly consistently you're being mindful with your eating. And um, yeah, so doing all those things. Okay, as I said, way more tips on stopping calorie counting in the podcast. I'll link below. Hopefully this 
pop this episode gave you that you know clarity on whether calorie counting really is for you and if not at least it's got your mind sort of thinking of the pros and cons and perhaps starting to even think of that dream self like maybe you hadn't even thought of that before you hadn't really envisioned how how do I actually really want to live my life for the rest of my life like how do I want to be eating thinking about food treating my body what does that look like and maybe it's not how things are right now which is totally fine you know most of us we're not completely exactly living as that best self there's always movement and improvements we can make but if your main areas of improvement are the whole food side of things I'm completely here for you with that as always the 30-day reboot is there to help you on that it's 30 days online course where each day and of course you don't have to finish it in 30 days there's no timeline to healing but over 30 days each day you'll get a new video a new lesson a new task plus usually a meditation associated with that task to help you just feel so much more relaxed around food to release calorie counting if you want to to not feel stressed and guilty and regretful around food to let go of the binge eating habits to get to essentially that dream life that you imagine and completely deserve and completely can get to. So that's the episode for you guys. Hope it helped and I will see you all next time. And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. It really helps my podcast to grow and reach more women who are struggling as well when you rate and review. So if you got a spare minute, I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review. And if you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life. Change someone's day, mood, or even their life. Be that person. I know I absolutely love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me she's thinking of me and she wants to help me elevate alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed. I'm always open for feedback. And let me know what you want me to speak about on the podcast, because after all, this podcast is for you. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will see you next time.